0: Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over two million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com/wondersuite. That's bluehost.com/wondersuite. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
1: Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I
2: never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. September,
3: 2020. September is almost gone. It's, you know what? It is like just four days, uh, four and a half days until the uh, equinox. Yep. Till summer really is gone, mm-hmm. and um, I hope you got out there to play a little bit uh, at the I, end of summer, Dave. How you doing?
1: I uh, I'm doing uh, doing fant- fantastic. You know, you know the part of the world that that I'm in. For for our friends who who may not, I'm just a little bit north of Seattle, so I haven't seen sun <laughs> in like a week and it's stuffy and gross where I am because nobody can kind of leave their house because the air quality is 10 out of 10 bad. Yeah. Uh, Actually
3: you have the West coast of North America, Seattle, Victoria, uh, Vancouver, uh, lower mainland, especially has some of the worst air quality on earth right now.
1: Yeah. It's, it's pretty bad. So we're, uh, we're sort of hunkered down. So until that hit though, we were doing great, <laughs> um, but it, it does look like it's it's going to be easing up for the weekend. Then it gets a little bit a uh, little bit worse again. So I, I haven't had a chance to look into what does that mean is going on um, south of me, but uh, but we haven't had uh, had the fires up here yet. So
3: as of two days ago, um, it was fairly bright and sunny in eastern North America. But two days ago, at least in Toronto, and I'd say a lot of uh, draw a line. Pretty much going south across Toronto and then moving eastwards, um, the haze started, and now you can actually we were having spectacular sunsets, and you can see a red haze in front of the sun all the way on the other side of the Great Lakes.
1: Yeah, I, I actually, I had one of our clients I was chatting with yesterday is in Boston, and yeah, yeah she was she was talking about the same thing. So, um, so it's, hopefully uh, it will ease up soon. Um, you know, for for a variety of reasons. I'm not even going. So Dave can go outside and play. No so that the forests aren't being devastated and their animals and 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 property and houses and people aren't being just you know
3: and so we don't have to like seriously like earth one calamity at a time please um we probably would be responsible as to remind listeners that this is week 29 or something in the covid crisis that the covid crisis is real that infection numbers are climbing in canada um we've hit the second wave here in canada and they're Still climbing in the United States, which is still apparently in its first wave, um, and uh, yeah, the uh, the economies are act of both countries and the global economy are actually is far more resilient than we expected them to be, yep. and they're slowly starting to recover as people, um, I guess, figure out new ways of doing commerce and business. Although it's really weird because you know all these. We know all these restaurants and all these service industries and uh, a number of um, businesses that rely on person-to-person contact are just gone. Um, The content industry is gone. Restaurants have been decimated. Yet the economy, at least in Canada, is projected to grow after after shrinking by about 6% overall. We're projected to grow by about 4% moving into uh, 2021. America is showing Similar figures, um, and that makes me wonder the impact of the service industry in our economies. Like, maybe it just looked a lot bigger because there's so much of it, but it's spread quite thin.
1: Well, I mean, you you, you bring up some some interesting interesting things. It's actually going to tie to one of the stories I was really excited to be to be talking about here. It's supposed uh, to be a segue you know, actually you know, this week, um, and it's the um, buy online, pick up in store um sort of, sort of sort of product or or, or tendency. Um, the latest data out right now, and, and this this just came out, Greg Sterling um over at SEL or Search Engine Land for, for our listeners who might not know SEL is an abbreviation. Um over at uh, over at Search Engine Land, I reported on this yesterday and it's super exciting. Um the the data is reporting that buy online pick up in store um is up uh, 250% year over year. Like that's, that's massive. Makes perfect sense because people are just wanting to, to, to go there. But what that's indicating to me is people still want humans, right? Like they, you, you could probably buy the same product on Amazon. People want to get it same day, right? Is, is what they're relaying this to is, is people are going, I want a blue widget. I want it today, right? So you would order it from blue widget factory, you know, just down the road. Um, you know and 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 be able to pick it up but you don't want to go in because of of covid right and i think a lot of us um, let's be honest even if i have masks even if i trust things i'm betting even after covid's not a thing a lot of us are going to go you know what was convenient just buying all this stuff online having somebody run around and assemble it all for me and, and then just show up and 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 grab my box of stuff dude curbside pickup is the bomb i'm telling you i like
3: it it is it's it's great i I live in an older house okay so that means i got older house problems and Mm -hmm. that means trips to one of the three local hardware stores fairly frequently Mm -hmm. honest to goodness i'm I'm in the hardware store at least once a week and uh curbside pickup is truly amazing i don't even drive Right. I just walk by and grab the stuff and walk home again. Right, um, this is the, the benefit of living in a really dense city like Toronto. But um, I love this curbside pickup. Like seriously, um, as long as I'm there at like an appointed time, the stuff is waiting in this like little miniature part of the store that's become a warehouse right beside the uh, the, 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 the back of the store. Um, I get my, I get my, uh, I'm a seedy kind of fellow. So I get my alleyway fix and I get my product and I don't got to go inside a stinky store with other stinky humans picking up all their stinky COVID.
1: Right. Well, and if you're not in a huge rush, like I need it 10 seconds ago, right. You would probably not order online and go through the same process for a plunger while you're in desperate need of that plunger. You'd probably be racing in there to get it. Um, But one uh, (laughs) announcement that came out, Um, is that Google is starting to and and has announced they will be favoring um, data feeds for local um, buy online, pick up in store. Like basically, if you are feeding Google your product line and what you have available right now, Google is going to favor your store when people are looking for that product because it is a massive, massive impact on, on their bottom line. So if you do shopping feeds, this is going to be outstanding, and they now have that for organic, right? It's it's not like I've been watching the data with with clients that we do paid and organic. The organic isn't huge, but but I would argue it's it's going to get a lot bigger. Um, and knowing that this is, Google's announced like years and years ago. That Bing isn't their primary competitor, right? Amazon is. That's that's. Mm-hmm. Amazon gets the very end of the funnel Like they, they, they're the perfect You do all your research on Google Then you go to Amazon to, to buy it They want that And this is giving them all of a sudden This 250% growth area That Amazon can't have Amazon can't compete with them there Because they don't have the local listings And they don't want to drive people to a store Amazon needs them to buy it online So it's 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 going to be a big win for Google If they play their hand right
3: Well, here's the cool thing. As far as we know so far, the retailers themselves or their webmasters just don't have to do anything. They just have to continue feeding their products to Google and and, and having an open store.
1: That's right. Yeah, you can just, as long as you're presenting it correctly on your page, you can get around it. I would highly recommend folks, you know, it's like just trusting your page or putting on schema. Um, Just if you can, if you're, you know, if you're in Shopify, whatever, like the feeds are there, just get it into the merchant center in Google. (laughs) um bing is now supporting it as well the the free like they've opened up to free as well um so just get it in there opt in to the to the surfaces and stuff like basically uh, uh, which will make sense when when you get in there (laughs) do it if you haven't done it yet um get in there opt into the organics um and it's not a super strong area i don't go dave said this and, and a week later we didn't have a lot of traffic you don't, but you I, I, I'm i 99% sure you will. And at worst, it really didn't take very long. Here's an important thing to remember about stuff like
3: this. Search is changing. Um, search is changing so rapidly that it's really hard sometimes to know what is influenced by an SEO's work in organic search mm-hmm. and what's being influenced by um, Google and, and other search tools. I don't, I don't just want to say Google's alone in doing this, but, but Google's... Out front of everybody, how much of your how much of the progress is done because of good good old fashioned SEO work, and how much is done just because Google and machine learning are incorporating massive amounts of data that that Google is acquiring about um, your store, your business, um, your neighborhood, uh, consumers in your neighborhood who might go to your store or your business, etc. And all your neighbors and stuff right a lot of search results are now being compiled by information that would um that is so far off page it would wouldn't even be considered seo
1: right right well no no that and that's that's very true uh, and, and you can get benefits where where you wouldn't have historically and be providing to to your point the 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 machines the the, the sort of ghosts in the machine um that, that sit back there with with outstanding data but i, I can like this too I, I i showed up at my grandmother's 89 year old grandmother um two days ago and I, I sat down and she wanted to order in some more puzzles because this is something that she she does she, she orders in like big stacks and she said can we can we order them from amazon um so off i went i, I sat down at the machine because i have an account right so she wanted to wait for me to, to order it in and i went to amazon and she's like that's not where i saw that i, I don't i don't like this um, so she said, OK, go to Google and go Amazon 300 piece large puzzle.
0: <laughs> so I, I, I
1: Googled <laughs> back and, and sure enough, it showed up and there's a bunch of Amazon results. And so I, I I clicked on one and they were in the shopping and I clicked on one and it took us to Amazon. And she said, no, I, I don't like that. Click back. And she'd already found everything she wanted. And so I clicked back and she just had me going through the shopping carousel just going through and then starting to click through there. And she much preferred the layout that Google was providing her in the shopping experience. And then going through the filters and going, oh no, but I want them all from this store and I want them all from this brand. She hated Amazon, just hated the way they laid out over there, loved them over on Google shopping. And we ended up buying from a completely different supplier just because my grandmother preferred that layout. And they're going to remember that, right? Like they're going to know, okay, this is the architecture. They, they, they saw us click to Amazon. They saw us click back. They saw us make our purchase elsewhere.
3: That's interesting. Is um, I, I'm tempted to go silent for minutes at a time or seconds at a time, thinking hard about whether Google is moving away from being uh, a search engine. And um, you know what? I bet you. I'll bet you. Within five years, we're going to have another major uh, information discovery uh, engine, and Google's going to be about shopping.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's, well, that's, that's it. Um, and it, 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 you, you think of it as a, as an answer. I, well, there, there's the, it, it's an answer engine optimization, right? Like um, Jason Bernard is the first person that I, I heard use that term, but I, I know it has been used more broadly. Well, that I was thinking, ask. Ask started with that. I, so that. I move it more to intent um, engine, right? At, at this stage, it's intent engine optimization that we need to do. Like Google is trying to understand what is my intent with everything <laughs> that I, everything that I do. Um, which, hey, um, hey, sorry, well, sorry, which,
3: which brings me, I just want to use that as a segue, um, to another uh story that I just want to really quickly look at, yeah. which will probably bring us right back into where we were before. A primer on machine learning in, in search journal by Winston Burton. Um, I met Winston, I don't know how many years ago, like God, over 10 years ago, in at a, at a search engine uh, strategy show in New York. Brilliant dude, yeah, um. And uh, uh, as many primers as people can read on uh, machine learning, the better. Um, I think it I would be nice to – in fact, now that this is a, what, year and a half, two-year um, space in the in the SEO world, it would, it would be cool to start seeing people com- compiling um, the dozens of articles that have been written thus far because um, – for new people getting into the field, the machine learning and its outputs um, are going to be the uh, tools that they themselves use as, uh, as web marketers, SEOs, uh, uh, keyword specialists, entity specialists, whatever new titles evolve in the coming years. Um, it all stems from machine learning.
1: Yeah, and I I think the article he did and the formats and the visuals that he uses. I mean, you know, I, I I've written articles on on machine learning and machine learning and search, and this one I, I I've looked at it, I, I read through it, and I thought he did a a really really bang up job. Like I I would send new people to this one before one of my own in many cases, depending on the nature of their specific question. But um it, it was it, it really impressed me when he got down it was it was really the visual regos he here supervised, unsupervised and reinforcement. As soon as he the the way he clarified that difference and 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 how um the the differences function and he framed it a little bit differently than maybe i would have because we have different brains but the way he framed it instinctively is better than the way i did it instinctively when i was trying to describe the same breakdown um and, and and so i really really appreciated what he what he did there and yeah it's it's a bang. anybody who doesn't understand machine learning in search search engine journal it's a it's a fantastic article
3: when uh, when one writer says that about another writer who are who is writing about the same topic in the same space, that's a hell of a recommendation.
1: Yeah, well, for for a hell of a guy, like he, I mean, I, I've read a lot of his stuff over the years, but uh, but yeah, this one just it just it just really really struck me. And, and again, for, for our listeners, if you don't understand it or you just want to like make sure you understand the different types of machine learning, for example, it's it, it's a really really good intro piece. Okay, so.
3: Machine learning, artificial intelligence, and all of those are all facets of where SEO is going. Um, There's also where SEO is right now, which is kind of in this um, weird transitional space. Um, I think that's why a lot of people, I mean, aside from the fact that we've been shut in for six months and um, no one's really quite sure what the future holds, there's been a good deal of dis-ease, not disease, but unease in the SEO space. Every week you see like breathless articles about the, there, there must be a big update happening at Google because there's so much flux. Yeah. What if Google's working exactly the way it's supposed to be working right now and we're just in the middle of a massive transition from one way of doing stuff to another way of doing stuff, so things are going to be real bouncy while engineers figure out how the results are, are going to be compiled? Could that be why we're seeing so much flux?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we we deal with a bunch of different – a bunch of moving parts, right? I mean, you've been in this industry forever. I know you're sort of like tongue-in-cheeking the, the question because I know you know that there's a 100 possible answers, any which can be right. Um, but we, we we deal with the fact that machines are taking over. This could be an update. People's patterns could be changing as we head into the fall. Kids are back to school. So we might just be throwing the machine learning systems off because our behavior patterns are changing so the traffic on the site like the the signals going to the sites are different and, and google could be you know all of a sudden what people are clicking on is a little bit different because their intent's are different i'm sitting in smog and depressed as heck so i might be you know <laughs> sure. queuing my my queries different interacting with websites different right like all of these things just just fundamentally are are different right now so yeah, yeah that's
2: sure
3: I hadn't thought of the human element, the user element. I actually was just thinking that Google has um, introduced... Uh, how to say this? Google is re-perceiving itself over and over and over again in ways that it as a machine hadn't done before. Right. So in doing that, I imagine it uses a... Um, what's what's the... Um, What's the metric equivalent? I think it's called a boatload of bandwidth. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure. A big boatload, a very big boatload of bandwidth. And that Google constantly hitting websites, um, crawling or re-rendering or just re-examining sites over and over and over again. When it goes, when when MozCast gets a hold of that, it looks like there's a big update happening all over the web. Yeah. Really, what I think is going on is Google's just reevaluating itself. So it's a constant update. We are, we are in the biggest state of ever flux since the end of the Google dances.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I, I would argue, like going back to the, the machine learning system, I mean, one of the, the, the core foundations of a machine learning system is you have to give it an end goal, right? It, it is constantly training itself fundamentally. So the end goal would be a successful search result page. That, 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 okay. I mean, there, there'll be a bunch of different things they're putting in there, but they'll be going eat basically, but they'll, they'll have that, you know, clarified as an end goal. I'm not saying that's a ranking signal. I'm going, that's sort of the end goal is it needs to fulfill the user's intent. So anytime the user behavior pattern changes, what is successful is going to change. So it's not that users are directly impacting search results, but the metric, the, the success metric at the other end of this system has just changed if I change and a million people like me all'll change what a success metric looks like at the other side of this equation right is like oh, okay that kind of site is no longer successful because Dave's now clicking shopping results he's clicking to Amazon clicking immediately back and now shopping in the shopping area because that's uh, the success metric is just was Dave happy and did he purchase a thing? Yeah, Dave was happy and he purchased the thing. Not by Amazon this time, though, right? Like, the, the, the whole thing was was different. As long as we do that, or if I go, okay, I'm just going to kill time on Netflix now, because right? Or if, I, if my engagement with the search result page is different, the success metrics are different, the machines are constantly recalculating, yeah, of course it's going to look like an algorithm update if a million people all at once are going, it's hazy and, and sad and I see this this colorful picture is now appealing to me rather than just this blue link right like I, I'm just listing a stupid example, but just naturally, even from the same result, even from the same intent, what I'm drawn to may change based on my environment and and, and thought process and fear level as you've got a bunch of parents going my kids are back in school. now I'm anxious while I'm running queries. Is that going to change which query I click even if I'm just looking for mortgage rates? Probably. Right, it probably will, and the machines will recalculate, and it'll look like an update. My That's goodness. just my humble opinion.
3: <laughs> so, 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 it, 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 it's a good thing they don't let us name updates anymore, because that would be the fun update—the fear, uncertainty, and doubt update—as <laughs> as, as 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 opposed to the one that they institute just before Christmas, which is the Scrooge McDuck update. <laughs> End goal, does this make us more money?
1: Uh, you know what? Something. Uh, speaking of Christmas, uh, that my 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 kid uh, came and let me know about this morning. Um, Nvidia. Um, just anybody who is looking for the new generation of Nvidia um, graphics cards. Um, I, I was excited for this. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to look at them. I was probably going to wait till like MSI put one out or, or something like that because the price had dropped a little bit. But I, I was anxious to get one of the next generation video cards because they're, the, the prices drop dropped for like amazing, amazing stuff. Um, but they forgot to put a CAPTCHA um, on, on their purchase page and they forgot to set a limit to the number that you would purchase. And so you can now only find them on Amazon or on eBay. <laughs> um, is, is the only place that you will find the new uh 3080 series or the 37 any any of the 3000 series this oh. was like minutes minutes after bots just went bam in scooped them all up and yeah you can't find them for gone. love or money you can't find them anywhere now the next generation will be coming out uh, well not next no. generation but the the msi and 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 the others will be putting theirs out shortly but
3: now, given that Chrome uses all your resident memory, you need all the memory <laughs> you get in your video card just to run the damn browser, right?
1: Yeah, you know what? This is the first time that I, I've looked at, at, at video cards. I've got a decent video card. It runs like an Oculus, but it's not a great one. Um, but this is the first time where the cost of amazing um, has come down because I'm not a big PC gamer. I, I game on like Xbox, so I'm going to game. But um, as you know, I am interested in deepfakes and AI sort of side of things. And mm-hmm. this is the first mm-hmm. time where I'm like, oh, I can get a graphics card now you know, affordable enough. They're not the $3,000 cards. Now I can get one for like five, $600 that will do that level of computing power that I need um, to get that need, quote unquote. I desperately need this apparently. I didn't know I was going to be able to have it until like a week and a half ago, but there we go. <laughs> um, but now it's a need. Um, so I, I am looking forward to that. I'll keep people posted, uh, posted on that one. But yes, if you want a uh, 3,000 generation uh, graphics card, Seems you're gonna have to wait if you weren't a bot. Or you're gonna have oh, to pay, you will pay. Those on eBay. Yeah. You will pay
3: sculpers, uh, yeah. fees for uh for what you should be able to get.
1: Yeah. But okay. I did find that on Best Buy, um, they do have like your the the next uh, the, the, the the not sort of quote unquote knockoffs, the um, MSI and stuff will be coming up with theirs and they are in like you can pre-order them and one <laughs> and be a normal human with them. So okay. Dave, the
3: coffee cup is empty. we got to take our first break here on WebCology on uh, WebmasterRadio.fm. So, friends, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet, Internet Marketing, this is Jim of Digital Reads Media. You're listening to WebCology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 17th of September, 2020. Stick around, we got a lot more coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. WebCology.
2: will be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Open your windows for a breath of fresh air. WebmasterRadio.fm. And hey, Mac, we're here for you too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere.
1: webmasterradio.fm here are the
2: hosts jim
3: hedger and dave davies hey everyone welcome back to webcology on webmasterradio.fm it's the 17th of september 2020 this is jim hedger from Digitalis always media and dave davies from Beatsong internet marketing and dave Did you know you what Look at the I, I, I know i asked you this before we went to uh before, before just before the show went on but i gotta tell you i'm asking the audience this time like have you ever written an audit that is just so beautiful so aesthetically pleasing so nice looking on paper that you don't even want to give it to the client because you just it's just so pretty i'm at 45 pages already not including uh not including my supporting documents and excel sheets and stuff and it's just pretty, man. Just, I just—I don't even know what to say. And I don't even know why I don't want to give it to the client because I think they'll think it's just pretty as well. But then they'll read it, and uh, then I'll—then they'll—you know—I'm just terrified they'll tear it apart because I really like this. It's—it's it's like art. Can't hear you, Dave.
1: There we go. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well glad glad we caught that uh glad we caught that early Um uh, all right I, I i have never had that experience i've usually been so tired by the time i'm finishing an audit that i'm like oh just just take this off my hands also one of my favorite things my favorite part of the entire audit process is like personally is that next phone call after that usually is like with their developers and stuff to go over stuff so
3: You want to know what makes this audit so aesthetically pretty, honest to goodness, besides the uh, wonderful use of graphics and screenshots? Somehow, when I was doing a screenshot of source code, it turned the font color this really nice dark gray rather than black, and that dark gray against everything else looks stunning. I'm not kidding. And so here's the secret when you're writing audits. Mess with the font color of the of the the, the body font mm-hmm. of the of, of the, the 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 text that you're using for the for the most of, and if you get it looking beautiful, I'm betting. Honest to goodness, I, I know this sounds silly, but I'm betting that this is a more well received audit than than other audits because it looks so nice. And that brings me to something I got a bone to pick with Adam Reimer. <laughs> with fellow SEO Adam Um uh, That brings me to a really important point. As an independent consultant, as an SEO, and sometimes as an in-house SEO who, you know, finds themselves as a journey person SEO who finds themselves in-house suddenly, um, it's, uh, I don't know, we have these weird worlds, these weird jobs that make us a little bit aloof like cats or something. So. Over at Search Engine Journal, Adam has written an article basically telling managers how to train people like us. <laughs> and I don't know, man, like Adam, Fred, man, I, all I know is he owe me a drink or several.
1: <laughs> um, I, I think he, he does a kind of a... a, a we we all know who he's talking about. I mean, not I don't mean a person, right? I mean but what y'all know the kinds of, of 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 douchey SEOs that he's talking. About. I'm just calling a spade a spade there. And it's not
2: you. <laughs> no. He's not
1: talking about you. Um uh, but the ones who are right at any cost, right? I mean, any team member who's right at any cost, I know better than you, um, is is inherently, even if they are right, is inherently going to cause problems. So we called them developers. (laughs) Well, I mean, and I guess I've been very blessed because I'm right now working with a variety of developers on a few projects and I'm actually not having any problems with any of them. Um, And I do wonder if that's because I'm going in going, I need this done because I need this as the output. If you come to me with a different output, like a different way to make that output, I don't care, you're the developer. (laughs) Like You tell me the best way to get to this end goal. I'm just giving you the end goal. I'm telling you the best way I know how to do it. Just get me, get me there. And I don't care how you get me there. I'll tell you when, it, when, when the, when, when you've, you've gotten into the end zone. Um, so I, I think that that ends up being part of it. But, um, oh. you know, at the same time to the, like the SEO does need to be able to go, no, right? Like, and that's, that's a delicate balance, right? It's just this like, I, I don't want to be I don't want to be who Adam hates, but at the same time, you need to be able to go. You know what? I'm kind of like a doctor here. I'm gonna have to give you some bad news. You need to diet and exercise. <laughs> like, that has to happen. Otherwise, it's all gonna die around you. So it, it is a it's a it's a fine tooth or a fine a fine line to walk. A,
3: a good part of my business, as as it's evolved recently, has been has been working with uh, a specific agency, and I find in this role. Um, I'm often the character who's criticizing other teammates work and I don't want to be, I mean, I don't want to want, I'm not criticizing for the sake of being critical. I'm uh, critiquing for the sake of improving. Right. Um, But it does make you feel like you're, even though you're working, I mean, no one's working out of the same office, he says, but even though you're working around from the same table, so to speak, Mm -hmm. um, you do feel you're sitting at a, at the opposite end quite frequently now okay i i, I started this off kind of kind of ripping on adam and i'm sorry oh, actually, yeah. I, i'm probably overreacting here because like you know I, I just really like our sanctified space and don't want anyone screwing with it um but like if you do have that temperamental seo in your life maybe uh some of the tips in adam's uh, how to work with uh, an seo guru article in search engine journal uh, might be helpful
1: yeah, well, and I—I I, I mean, I know Adam well enough, and you know what? I—I I, I, like I, I consider him <laughs> one of my good friends, who owes me a drink. So I, I actually go, you know what? I'm—I'm I'm guessing Adam is probably referring to like I have been who he's talking about. I'm betting, knowing Adam, he's been who he's talking about. Like we've all had that moment of 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 cockiness uh, that whether you're right or wrong, you didn't need to fight that battle, and you ended up hurting yourself just to win, like. You lost the war to win a battle,
3: yeah.
1: And, and that's that's right. What, what I think he's warning a, a, against there, and I, I think he's probably earned a earned a, a wound or two. As have I, I'm sure. As have you. As have probably a, a lot of the listeners in this audience. We've we've done what he's talking about. Hopefully, we know better. And you know the, the the people that I was working with at the time suffered because I couldn't communicate what I needed better, and that's that's my flaw. And they should find something. You know, should find somebody else. But sometimes you do just hit clients who aren't willing to hear the bad news. Sorry, you gotta pull the band-aid off and it's gonna suck a little bit. <laughs> like sometimes you, you do need to be able to say that. And if sometimes the client isn't the good fit if they can't.
3: Okay. Well, okay. I, I all apologies to Adam.
1: <laughs> you still owe me a drink. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's, that's just to give, out. and that'll just be a great night out. So uh, <laughs> when we're when we're all able to have when such night outs When we're all able to look forward to it. Um, I'll buy you both a drink. You're on. Okay, where are we going next?
3: Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we could cover because there's a whole bunch of stuff. but a lot of it, a lot of it didn't really feel so terribly consequential this week, did it?
1: Um, a, a lot of it, a lot of it didn't. Um, you know, Google had to say a lot of stuff that I was like, mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. that, that's just that's the way the way Google is. Um, one of my favorites was the don't expect uh, the same rankings <laughs> after a manual action recovery. Well, stuff that's actually consequential. Manual actions have consequences. Yeah, right? well, exactly. And I mean, you, you could think of it as a well, you you, you haven't haven't you've shown you haven't can't play nice with the, with the other websites on the net. So now you need to prove you can, right? Like I, I used to think of it as a, and I was wrong, but I used to think of it as they threw me back in the sandbox. Now I need to you know, This sort of was back when I believe, you know, back in the sandbox days um, when I was like, Oh, they threw me back in the sandbox. Now I have to prove I can play nice with the other websites again. As it turns um, out, you were actually kind of right. I, I was kind of right at the time, but now there, there isn't one, but even if, like, taking Sandbox, taking a, we slapped you on the wrist, and now you need to show us that you're not going to do that again, angle aside, you were doing something that worked that was n- that was not following the guidelines. Like, clearly, that's how this got on their radar to begin with. You were buying links. You were, you were, you were doing something that didn't work, and, and now so, that's been taken away.
3: So, basically, Google fits you for a pair of cement shoes, throws you in the river, and you drown. Yeah. Yeah. that takes the cement shoes off you and just puts these big lead weights on your feet instead. Right, You still but, swim with them, but you can't swim very well.
1: Yeah, well, I, I guess kind of in, in, in that way. But I would view it more as I was swimming with water wings, right? I was using something that was keeping me higher than I should have been. Okay, well, sure. Now you're using, you're they, they,
2: they, now they put the lead weights
1: device. on me. They sink me down to the bottom of the ocean. They take the lead weights and the water wings off, and now I have to make my way back to the surface without any help, right? Like now, now I need to get my butt back and I'm, you know, probably a hundred feet underwater at this oh point. Oh my God. If,
3: if, if, if Mike Icon King is, is, is listening, I got this whole great thing for a new cartoon for you. You gotta <laughs> swim your way up. You gotta fight against manta rays and sharks. And you gotta you know, beat up on scuba divers who are spammers trying to keep you down.
1: Oh, now oh, I'm that could be again. hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, see? I mean, Sorry.
3: Did you um did you see that that cartoon that that, that Mike King and uh, I Paul Rank produced? Yeah, 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 I did. That was hilarious. Yeah, it was. Okay, back to the, I I really want Mike on, so I'm I'm just gonna compliment him all for the rest of the show because we <laughs> want him on the show. Um back to the, 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 the manual penalty thing. Um how long do you reckon does it take for a site that's committed some egregious sin, uh, to, 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 to actually recover from that?
1: I, I think it can be anywhere from you know, a week. Two, 10 years, right? I mean, and, and the reason I say that is if if your rankings were based on the fact that you had used non-compliant link strategies for 90% of the 10,000 links you had, and now you need to get those back using more ethical or, or guide, I won't even say ethics, let's take ethics out of it, more guideline following strategies and techniques, it's going to take you a long time. If you were in a competition where, yeah, you got a manual action, but you're really only going to need to build like a couple dozen links to get back into competition with people because the penalty's gone and the competition is low. And we've all seen those, right? Like little local competitions or something. It's not going to take you that long, right? Like there, you could probably be back in the running. Okay, maybe not like a week, but within a few months, you could probably be back on the radar of, of clicks. So I, I like I put it as a lot of um, queries and like query based and uh, what kind of penalty and was it directed on on specific anchor text or something like that like I, I have seen we don't trust you for this term last for for longer where the client will be ranking for related and and equally competitive terms but they just can't get this one that they were basically buying tons of links on like that one is slowly crawling up, but we've clearly got the weight because the other phrases are there. Right. And, and they're heavily related, right. We're using synonyms. They're in like Flynn, but this, this, this one terms that they were buying links on with exact match just aren't, aren't, aren't quite there. Um, so depends on, on the penalty, I think.
3: I had, I had my own, uh, uh, favorite silly Google story of the week. Um, This one and this one is one of the again I'm not sure why they had to say this, but um, Google's able to tell what, uh, how, or um, it's able to pretty much suss out why a link exists, how it was built, why it went from one place to another, and why a webmaster would want to throw it down. And many of the links out there are affiliate links. Someone's Mm -hmm. Directing you over here because every time you go there and complete some sort of action, they're going to make yeah. a couple, a couple of bucks. Um, if they if their payout <laughs> is good enough, they make a couple of bucks. Um, in the affiliate game, obviously, uh, volume is, is your, uh, is your friend. And so all affiliates want to, all affiliates tend to be very good SEOs or mm-hmm. learn quite a bit about SEO. Um, Google treats affiliate marketing links as much as it can um, as no follows um, or well equals sponsored. It gives them no weight whatsoever. It doesn't pass any weight from uh, A going into B. Um, yep. And Google
1: really wanted you to know that this week. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, I, I can actually see why they mention that. and And, and here's why. I mean, I would know this now, but, you know, when I was new, when I was heavy on affiliate marketing, um, I specifically was pointing my affiliate links at redirect pages. There were Like, I'd sometimes double hop the redirects across. Um, and it wasn't to hide that I was building affiliate links. I mean, that was a pleasant byproduct. But the origin story of that was I did not want to pass weight to the target because I was often trying to target keyword phrases for this product or this book title, or I was targeting the same terms that the affiliate company themselves was. Mm. So I wanted to make sure I wasn't passing weight to that page because I want my page to be relevant. I don't want to pass my relevant link across. <laughs> like, that would be the worst thing I would do. So I would end up bouncing it around a little bit and then passing it across. Um, you know, After that, you know, through some like, let's block this with robots and no follow and this and this and this and make sure that Google's completely <laughs> evaporated any weight across so I think this is a good announcement for people who might not uh, be aware of what what that wh- how it should work
3: click warning on all those redirect chains that'll get you in the butt today <laughs> Google will catch you for that badly um, I've actually I've, I've actually seen pages get knocked out of of um, Knocked out of the index because of too many redirects.
1: You know what? And that—that that is actually a great point. I need to note I was doing this in two thousand and one, folks. <laughs> so the world was very, very different uh, back then. So
3: don't well also, certainly
1: don't do as I do.
3: Or also, did. back in two thousand and one, we did not have the advent of the content management system. You were still building pages right. by hand for the most part, maybe yeah. using a uh, the first level of content management system, like Dreamweaver or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, MX Four. <laughs> now, now with, con- with newer content management systems, WordPress, um, uh, or, or e-com systems like Shopify, people are migrating websites between domains and over to uh, new shopping systems. And the number of redirects that are out there on the web are phenomenal. It's, it's stunning how web signals are bouncing around. And um, Google hates it. Google's being driven crazy by all these redirects. So it's not penalizing redirects at all. Like, like if you need to, if you need to 301, 301, it's the right thing to do, yeah. especially if it's providing Google with the right path to the right documents. But make sure your canonicals are worked out. Yeah. Big because I've noticed this, this is a big problem. A lot of content management systems, by default, I don't know why they do this. Every page that you make in the in the in the system, it calls itself the canonical page. It just assigns that yeah. URL to itself. Yeah. And I got one client that is being, um, it's almost like we have this, I don't, I don't even know how we got on this topic, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad cause it's driving me crazy. Um, it's almost like this, 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 this This virtuous, uh, uh, cycle. Um, they did a migration, massive number of three Oh ones, um, so many, in fact, that Google is uh, is angry, appears angry at them. Wow. Because they've migrated between different shopping cart systems. So they had yeah. 301s from the first one and then 301s from the second migration.
1: Right. Anyway. Right. And, and you know what? That makes sense. And it's I actually just went through a site migration and went, we're throwing out all the redirects. Assume we have none. Now. Like on this side, I'm like, this is going to suck. It's going to be a lot of hard work, but we're not... Chaining together to build a redirect off your old redirect. We're going to go find all the old URLs we need to redirect and go straight to the endpoint. Yes. <laughs> um, so I, I know that, and, and it sucks to do on large sites, but just get it done. Okay. <laughs> that was a real ramble to get to there. But because of that ramble, we get to take
3: a break here on Web Culture and Webmaster Radio at FM. So I'm after Dave Davis, i we'll be sunk Into Market. This is Jim Edge for Media. You're listening to Web Culture and Webmaster Radio at FM on the 17th of September, 2020. Stick around. More content coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Web
1: College will be back after this short break. Let top SEOs give you peace
2: of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Webmasterradio.fm, the destination for education and entertainment. Off now back to Webology only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
3: Hey everyone, welcome back to Webology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the seventeenth of September, twenty twenty, week number twenty eight to twenty nine in the international COVID crisis. And uh, we're rounding out the show. We're into our last few uh, last few minutes. Um, another thing that uh, uh, Google had said last week, and it's something that actually I think a lot of uh, webmasters, a lot of uh, uh, SEO, especially ones who have to do reports on a monthly basis, have to um, try to explain to their clients over and over again: crawl anomalies um, in uh, Google Search Console. Um, mm-hmm. If you look at site performance and Google like excludes a number of your pages or any of your pages for some reason, for whatever reason, one of those reasons could be something called, quote-unquote, crawl anomalies. Now, I just wrote a really long report for a different client on what all of these things mean. And so, I'm glad Google's going to be taking out the crawl anomaly and replacing it with something useful. But I'm going to write a book
1: on this. Damn it! <laughs> Bad timing. I know, it. Eh? They should hold off on this for another six months. Now, but now Google Google has this really cryptic t- um, covering.
3: It's it's it's. I don't I don't I don't mean to uh, make fun of lupus, but lupus is one of those diagnoses that doctors give when they're not really sure what a whole bunch of other things might be. Mm-hmm. Crawl anomalies is kind of like that in Google search console. It could be because of some weird 404 that can't be reported as a 404. Could be because your server's 500ing out. It could be a whole bunch of reasons. Yeah. Um, like Google doesn't tell you. Didn't tell you exactly. It just said crawl anomaly, which made you think, okay, it could be one of ten things. What is it?
1: Yeah. Well, and that's 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 spot on, right? Like it's it's. I, I would have thought of it as colic, but you know, same sort of principle where it's like <laughs> kind of thrown into this like. We're not quite sure. We think we know what it is and we're maybe we're wrong, but here, we're going to call it that because we know what the output is, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, they say they're putting it with something more useful. It couldn't be less. <laughs> than, like yeah. really than going, something went weird and here they are and maybe you can figure it out, right? Like it's, it's I guess it's, it's more useful than not having it because at least you can see what it is and maybe figure it out. Like I have used that and actually found Oh, okay, okay. I can I can see what's going wrong here. I actually found one very interesting issue on on a client site. But
3: up. indeed, but it's taken you twenty years to be able to do that, right? What if you yeah. were What if you were like a three year
1: webmaster? You know, right. you might not even know to look there, right? And so hopefully, they will make it something a little more clear.
3: <laughs> yeah, a little more <laughs>
1: opaque. Um, I mean, even if they just defined it better and said, "Here's how to use this." Right, like here's here's why we're even giving this to you because I think for a lot of people, and myself included, I'm sure I just can't remember that far back to when I first noticed that. and went, I don't even know what this is, <laughs> like, which I'm sure happened. Like, I'm sure it did to most of us when we first saw that. And went, okay, I don't understand what, like, an anomaly. Like, what is an anomaly? An anomaly is anything, right? You're not giving me anything. What makes this different than the other broken things that look the same, right? Oftentimes, it doesn't. They just haven't classified it right. It's oh, it's actually exactly the same as this other thing. You're just classifying it wrong because this kind of page had a slightly different signal when you crawled it, and it might move categories next time because it came through at the slightly different signal, right? So anyway, hit some weird stuff, and I'm glad they're replacing it. Okay, we got time for one more good one,
3: and I think it's going to be the core vitals. Or actually, I don't know. There's this... um. I didn't get a chance to read the article that you first posted. Uh, custom audiences combo of custom affinity, custom intent audience now live. Usually I can suss out what an article is about just by the URL. Right.
1: <laughs> this one I Not got, I same. don't have a clue. Okay, no, that's 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 fair enough. And I'm actually gonna move us stories, but say read it, folks. If you do any paid search, go to SEL, search engine land. Um, it's from the 14th. Just read on it. It is important. I've already started using. Um, the the audience type that they're that they're talking about here, um, and I, I can't report on it. I will in a week, um, and and we can talk about how that went. Um, but even more fun for our paid search friends, mm-hmm. also over at Search Engine Land, um, past ho- uh, or, or guest on our show, Frederick Valais, uh from Optimizer, um, has shared another script that is bloody frightening um, oh. in the output that it will give you. We've talked on this show a couple weeks ago on Google hiding the the, the the search queries. Yeah, yeah. Remember how how much I I enjoyed that. Uh, well, um, the the folks at Optimizer have created a script. I've just set it to run weekly that will assess what percentage of your queries this is, and and they're doing it pretty basic. They they just compare your 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 overall spend basically with your filtered spend by the queries that it's showing you. It goes, how much of your spend is based on the queries they're showing you? I
3: almost hate to ask, but what are you seeing?
1: I, I'm seeing a lot of our clients in the 50% are missing.
3: Oh, you no way. of queries. They're paying for this, and they're missing 50% of their data.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's huge. The one that they gave was in the 20, 25% was in the example that they listed. It's going to depend on how prominent are your are your individual queries. I'm sure if we had all exact match, a lot more of it would be, or a lot less of it um, would be sort of hidden because it would be exact, but we do do a lot of enhanced broad for, for a bunch of um, campaign types and stuff like that. I never do broad, or I rarely, very rarely do broad, but enhanced broad. So we're getting a lot of, Variety in our query types, and they're hiding that from us now. So
3: when uh, when this happened with in in, in, in the organic world, um, it was outrageous. But a lot of SEOs, myself included, shrugged it off, going, "Okay, like you know what? Free product, their their property. I'm not paying for this, and in yeah. fact, I'm 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 blessed to be allowed this information." Yeah. But on the STM world in the PPC world, your clients are paying for this
1: exactly exactly it's it's ticking me off uh to no end and that's why i love when when christy olson from from bing came out basically going i don't know why they're doing this and it's not fair and she's right it's not fair we're paying for this it's, it's our data um and i'm having real problems with one brand new campaign fine-tuning it where they don't have a big enough budget just to dump a bunch of money on uh, and so but i i can't see all the negatives and they're one of the ones that's about 60 70 percent on some days of their traffic is completely hidden so am i getting the right negatives added I don't know. I'm not well, concerned. you know what?
3: We're gonna we are going to um, keep up with Frederick on this and ask him if he can provide some data um, on an on a much larger aggregate level. And Dave, idea. if you can, if you can just keep you know letting us know what your clients are seeing uh, or not seeing. Right. Um, that's again, I just find that stunning.
1: It is. It's outrageous. So, and that's a lot of data that we're missing. So.
3: Okay. Um, Okay, last story. We're going to have to go through this one really quickly. We've been talking about this. Um, this is, again, Google going back and forth. One day it's really important. One day it's not so important. Now it's important-ish again. John Mueller, I guess, trying to clarify the weirdness about, the guess upcoming weirdness about whether core vitals are going to be a ranking factor or not. They are. Mm-hmm. Mueller is now suggesting, I think this is actually a, a really smart suggestion. Think of core vital the the three or the uh three major ways to measure a website speed as low-hanging fruit that anybody can take care of and it's 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 just essentially good housekeeping
1: yeah i I mean to me it, it it Yeah, absolutely makes sense. The thing I like about core web vitals is it's a nice easy way to communicate with developers. As an SEO, it's it's a very very nice clean and tidy way to go, this is an SEO signal, we need this fixed. By the way, here's a report. Right? Like and I can explain <laughs> it to them and go, "Oh, okay, here's here's how these elements matter, but developers like very clear. Here you can see the problem. You can open up and inspect, you can see the problem. And then run this tool again and you'll see if you fixed it." Like it's great. I like. I, I love it for that one. It's it's, yeah, super handy. And you can see what kind of problem. And there's little tweaks you can sort of like toss in and go. Oh, okay. Just like put in this sizing in a in a box there, and suddenly we haven't actually made our page faster. In fact, we've added a couple bytes to it, but we'll actually speed up um, the 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 paintful uh, last content, uh, largest content paintful. Um, you know, element. Of, anyway, it doesn't matter. There's some tricks you can throw out there if your developers understand what the problem is.
3: Well, last week, we were complaining that Google was going back and forth on the importance of signals or the unimportance of signals, and you know, trying to downplay stuff that just uh, you know, as recently as a couple of weeks ago, they said it was quite important. So again, if you're interested in chasing uh, Google signals, I think Mueller sent a signal saying this is kind of important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, on that, we have gone full clock. It's, uh, it's been just about an hour, and I don't think there's another story we can pursue without going over the hour. So, on behalf of Dave Davis, and BSI I get in the marketing. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Voice Media. You've been listening to Web College on you know, webmasterradio.fm. It is the, again, almost 30 weeks of there being a declared global pandemic. Friends, COVID is real. Don't let anybody no matter what position they have in this world tell you different covid is very real if it isn't deadly it is debilitating wash your hands wear a mask stop the spread of the disease the faster we get control of the disease the faster our economy rebounds the faster we come out of lockdown the sooner we stop having to be stressed about stuff all the time wash your hands don't touch your face wear a mask stay safe don't transmit the disease rank well be kind to each other and we'll talk to you next week
2: The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily Cheers. reflect those of Webmaster WebmasterRadio.fm's <sighs> yeah. management or sponsors. <laughs> Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.